Wow, um, I'm knocking out these podcasts like you wouldn't believe. It's another reasonably hot day um, in North London, but I'm back in the basement of Brownswood and uh, I've been joined by Ross from the Part-Time Heroes for this little session right now. I was actually in Southampton the other day and uh, DJing at a place called The Orange Rooms and the DJ who was on before me was Ross from the Part-Time Heroes and I was upstairs just waiting to go on. I couldn't hear the sound that well, but I suddenly heard him playing Benga um, 23 bass lines or whatever it's called and really spinning the crowd out which was really funny <laughs> um, that was really impressive actually because it, it, it wasn't really that kind of audience was it no not at all not at all <laughs> it's uh, a Southampton audience is uh, an interesting thing sometimes it's uh, yeah it's quite in- interesting to test, to test it sometimes. <laughs> no, it was good. You did all the hard work for me. Especially quite a small venue. Although it? you did spin them out. It took me a while. To bring them out and then you slipped out. <laughs> <laughs> but it was good. Respect to Neil and Danny from the um, Orange Rooms. Because sometimes, you know, I do question what am I doing in a that kind of... A, well, no, it's a really wicked place and, and it's, it's all good and they're pushing the right music. But sometimes, you know, you will find yourself... I mean, there was this bloke who looked like he was straight out of the fields of Norway like it, did you see the Viking bloke who's the... <laughs> yeah. he came up and asked me what the Benga track was oh, yeah. <laughs> no it's great you get some really <laughs> obscure people which is brilliant which is why we love our job and um, it's really why it was and, and suddenly you went out said to me halfway through my set you said I've got to go to um, to Bournemouth I was like fine go and because I wasn't upset by the way and, <laughs> and, um, and then I, I we, we, t- we myspaced each other and then you sort of made it clear to me that you live literally a couple of streets away from me in Stoke Newington yeah I'm only New. I'm only new. I'm about what, about four four months. I lived in uh, Maidavale before that, but right. yeah, I'm now a neighbour. Now a neighbour. <laughs> I like it. Stokey. More ca- coffee bars than anywhere. <laughs> Three-wheel buggies. And brams, yeah. Um, okay, right, listen, what we're going to do, because I love your new album. I think it's brilliant. Okay. It's coming out on Wawa Records. I'm really happy it's finally coming out, and it's going to be coming out in Japan as well. So we're going to get into that soon, but I wanted to pull out, I mean, I wanted you to pull out a few little tunes just to get us in the mood. And you've actually pulled out an album that I've been looking for for years. And, uh, yeah, what is it? It's a album called Confirmation by Sheila Jordan. Mm, nice, heavy. Yeah, heavy. let's let's check it. I played a couple of tunes. You yeah, pulled out a bit of Joe Henderson, a bit of Curtis. Yeah, podcast action. Free to see 
there's actually a little connection here because uh, last week I did a Catalyst special on uh, the podcast and uh, one of the tracks I played was by Mark Levine, the original version of Shoshana and uh, without even realising it we've got some more Mark Levine on the composition and playing piano on a track called All Things Considered, Joe Henderson, the album Canyon Lady, um, fantastic choice. What made you pull that out? Joe Henderson, big for you? Um, yeah man, I mean it's just... it's. You know, with this with this podcast, I've tried to pull out things that you know both Toby and I have sort of found common ground over, and this is this is definitely a track that's kind of you know rocked it for us since we've been work, working with each other. And Joe Henderson, I mean, this, this whole album's fantastic, and yeah, we're just right into it, man. We've been known to dance around the studio to this one all around. So, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> Would you um, initiating the whole um, part-time heroes thing on the south coast is that where you met each other yeah yeah I'm, I'm originally from Eastbourne uh, and I went down to um, Southampton to study at university and uh, Toby and I were both um, DJing around the clubs in Southampton the, the limited few clubs so uh, we sort of bumped into each other and we started we were sort of we were, at the time we were both kind of hip-hop DJs really and uh, Toby was like a Mowax freak and you know and uh, so we just sort of began to bump into each other more and more and and start to yeah start to drink together and go out together and stuff and yeah he I think it originally started when he got me into um do some scratching on a track that instrumental hip hop track that he was doing at the time and uh and then we just went from there yeah we just you know thought we might as well you know have a bash at after lots of late nights of discussing music <laughs> and world domination and stuff we decided we'd actually put our money where our mouth was and uh yeah try and have a bash at it so that's why it's started really well one of the things I've always found um, about the part time heroes is the high quality sonic quality um, it feels like you're musicians basically yeah, someone's yeah. a real musician there. is it you is it Toby well to- Toby I'd say more so than I am I mean I I've, 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 I know my way around a, a piano kind of thing but uh, Toby plays guitar trumpet bass keys as well um, and he comes from a you know a, family of real musicians and stuff like that so yeah I'd say he's definitely definitely more the musician than I am but, uh, let's play a track yeah. from the album um, <laughs> we just realised you just realised that uh, there's a great moment just now <laughs> when um, I pulled out because there's a little bit of a problem with the um, the British version of the album because there's a, sort of the tracks aren't actually um, so, well the numbers aren't the same as the <laughs> tracks so however you say that but so you were like yeah it's okay so if, is this the Japanese version then we can uh we can, um, it'll be fine. The Japanese version of the album is brilliant, but you got any, what's happened on the Japanese version? Well, uh, tracks four and f- six are the wrong way around. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it keeps people on their toes. You've had a bit of a hard time getting this record out, haven't you? Don't get me started. <laughs> Let's play this one anyway. This is from um, way back in a way. Um, I remember playing this a couple of years ago. This is a fantastic track. Who's on the vocals on Realize? John O'McCleary. Fantastic. Thank you. 
golden sun as it dies, lighting up old memories as they fall heavy from the sky. It seems I've forgotten. Protect your soul. It's a time that I can't recall. I can't recall anymore. Stop to fade to blue. I wake each morning to the seagulls. Blah, blah, blah. 
Yeah, she's got a great voice. Isn't she? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I hadn't checked that track properly when I got the album last week. That is, uh, is that one of the more recent recordings? It is, yeah, yeah. That's probably, that's probably the last track we wrote for the album, actually. It was quite a late entry, and uh, I think that and the last track in my soul... Um, yeah, we gave them to it about sort of about three weeks before the deadline we had, and um, <coughs> yeah, Laura just came through with it. It's amazing, amazing. Uh, we were uh, happy with it. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because you said she's been working with MJ Cole, and she yeah. kind of, without knowing that, she reminded me at the beginning of that song of uh, of Elizabeth Troy. For, yeah, man, it's definitely that edge. It's definitely that edge. You can hear that. Um, so this album has been a while, hasn't it? Come in, it and has. Uh, it has. there's a few questions I was going to ask you about. First of all, sort of Southampton, because the band there is a band beyond um, you and Toby, and uh, Southampton, I don't, I can't think of any band. I mean, the closest thing to Southampton that's got sort of soul roots is uh, Mark King from Level 42, who lives on the Isle of Wight. <laughs> that's about right. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. That's it. Yeah. And, then, and then there was the Bournemouth Soul Weekenders, yeah. which was, and of course, there was the sort of mod Eastbourne type of scene yeah, into yeah. Brighton, and Brighton sort of changes. But Southampton is just a port, isn't it? It, yeah, kind of is. You know, this this it took me. Oh, I was down there for like eight years, and it took me a while to sort of scratch the surface and find. You know, there's there's a massive underbelly of musical talent. There's a lot of jazz heads down there, and a, lot, a huge amount of soul heads. There's some you know really good soul nights and stuff that go on down there. Um, but yeah, it's not really renowned for mm. for. I've done some good nights. I, I, I there was a club I was doing quite a lot recently in Portsmouth. Um, that was quite a laugh. Right. Right. Um, yeah, so all along the south coast, there is something. I mean, there's nothing more going on in sort of the 100 miles between Brighton or even Hastings and, and sort of Exeter or 150 miles, and there is the whole of the sort of northeast yeah, or the yeah. northwest. There's, yeah, yeah, there's nothing yeah, going yeah. on yeah, there, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, Liverpool, sure, sure. I mean, apart from the Southport weekend. Yeah. So in that respect... Yeah, you know, it's good, man. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> Deep breaking it down and stuff. Um, now, the other thing I was going to say to you, obviously it's an album that's taken a while to, to make, and, and it's, it's, got, it's got a really classic feel... Um, did you find because it's taken a while and because music's changed a lot in the last few years was there a sort of oh we've got to be a bit more Shoreditch or we've got to be a bit more Electro because you've kept it real it's, classic yeah I mean it's yeah it's a difficult one I mean I feel we've kind of sort of really stuck to our guns with it I mean obviously because because it's it was such a long writing process probably the writing process was over two years and uh, and it was yeah, so it's, so it was kind of from our own point of view, it was quite difficult sometimes to to keep a common thread going through stuff and uh, and stuff because obviously, as you say, music's constantly changing. Mm. We're consuming so much music, we're getting inspired by different things the whole time. And, uh, and you're so, a DJ as well. So yeah, yeah, I, yeah, can, yeah. I can imagine you going in the studio, going, "No, that's too old-fashioned. We've got to put oh. this baseline in." And, oh, t- oh, totally, totally. I think, I, I think, yeah. I mean, we kind of, we kind of. I, I think what helps a lot is the 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 players we've got involved in the project I mean they've they've been a big influence I think to the sound mm. uh, and I think we're, Toby and I have been sort of producing music together for quite a while but and we've we've never really had an agenda until we sort of said oh, hold up we could probably do something with this sort of part-time hero thing we've never really had a, an agenda going into the studio we try not to think too much about what we're going to write so when we first started writing we'd write a hip-hop track or we'd write a house track or you know and 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 it's sort of you know, we we try not to really get too too tied down to a specific sound, but as the hero stuff sort of began to unfold, I think we kind of found our 
you know found our sort of frame of reference and our frame of mind and how we know each how each other work and and stuff like that so i think that's really where the sound comes from is kind of you know just a frame of mind and going into the studio and going right okay this will work for heroes kind yeah. of thing and, and and it's also it's kind of there's the it, i don't know it follows in a tradition of, of british soul music as well for me you know i can hear incognito i can hear zero seven but i can also hear um a little bit of brand new heavies i can hear um I mean, I can just I can hear the Underwolves. I can hear sure, all sure, these sure. great things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were they yeah. important to you, all those um, groups? Yeah, I think so. Definitely, definitely. I mean, obviously, the the acid jazz thing was 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 a big influence on. What was your going. like British record? Are you um, Young Disciples or was it more Freeze, Incognito, uh, Light of the World, Loose Ends? Yeah. <sighs> that is tricky. It's a real <laughs> tricky one to nail down. Probably, um, I would have thought Young Disciples. I would have thought Young Disciples. Probably. Jamiroquai as well, I think to a point, Emergency on Planet Earth, definitely I remember a lot of bootcut jeans and Adidas tracksuit tops when I was about <laughs> 12 or 13. But, uh, well, so, uh, Young Disciples, man, I mean, when we made that record, um, I remember thinking, God, that is, I didn't think that that record would ever date, because yeah, yeah. at that time, the co the combination of people, um, you know, Marco... Um, who was just so um, perfectionistic mm, in his mm, ways, mm, and then mm. you had Deal on the production, they had Femi, and then Carleen's voice was amazing, and they just they just hit that hip hop soul, but enough jazz, mm, but mm, not mm. too much jazz quality. Yeah, and um, I remember them saying to me actually um, that they wanted it to become a reg groove. In years to come. Right, right, okay, okay. And, and yeah. it is, yeah, well, <laughs> definitely tick those boxes, yeah, definitely, man, definitely, definitely. <laughs> Knowledge nurtured in brain soil to bear fruit. My pants hot, can't front, I got this hip hop. 
sounds uh, that sounds brilliant. It sounds like she's saying sea air, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> she knew you were coming in. <laughs> Colleen Anderson and uh, The Young Disciples and that was the one track on the album actually Move On which um, sounded like it wasn't quite right for the era and now in retrospect is the sound, the song that sounds the most fresh Freshest, yeah, 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 and definitely. before that was a choice which was a track which got you close to yeah, your that was uh, yeah Big Quam that's Toby's record actually stole it off him yeah, yeah well he lent it to me I haven't given it back in about six years but uh yeah, cool verbalise, spinner on the beats. Excellent. Um, how do you feel about um, music today um, just going out and, and do you think that it's as vibrant as it's ever been? I mean, the whole internet thing, how much has that affected it? Are you still excited? Are you, where are you getting your music from? <laughs> well, it's difficult. There's so many sources, so many sources. I think I think going out, I, I, I think it's incredibly healthy because, you, you know, you don't know what to expect, really, mm. when you go out. I mean, it's such a... Yeah, there's such a vibrant scene and it's become, you know, obviously... Now more than ever, boundary genre boundaries are so, so just they don't exist really. So it's become from my own personal point of view in a DJ set. Thank God, do you know what I mean? Because mm. it's just it just opens it, you know, wide open and going out. You know, you know, go going to a club night. When I first started clubbing, you know, it was literally this is what you're going to hear, this is what you're going to get, and that was it. But you know, as people start to mature and get more into their music, they want to hear other things. So going out nowadays. It's brilliant, as, 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 as opposed to where do I get most of my music. Um, do you go record shops? Yeah. You still yeah, go? I still buy vinyl. Where, I still go? buy vinyl. Um, yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, where do I go? Um, Fonica. Um, a bit too trendy in there? It is a bit, isn't it? It is a bit. <laughs> no, it's good. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. It's it's good. good. There's it's a lot good. of minimal action in there. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, Everyone no. complains. <laughs> so moody, but they're nice. No, no, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. Uh, uh, all over, really. Wherever I see a record shop, I dive in and hope to find something. Hope to find something. Thank God for yeah. those shops, man. Yeah. Thank God yeah. for vinyl junkies. Yeah. Thank yeah. God yeah. for. Um, is Unity still up? No, is that still up? Where's the other one? The one that's um, where um, Ronnie Harrell used to work um, around the corner. Same street as Black Market, but the other side uh, of it. I don't think it's. What's it called? I don't uh, think it's there anymore. There I don't anymore. think it's there anymore. Yeah, well, Soul Jazz. Uh, uh, just. Just. That's Digger's place, isn't it? Yeah, that's just there, I think. Yeah. I think just about. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about records shops as we play this. This is a track which uh, which I love from the LP. I'm sure you've slightly twisted it from the demo that all the version you gave me before, but yeah. this sounds better than yeah, ever. Yeah. And so you certainly haven't lost where it was good. It's got better. A track called Shadowlands, Part Time Heroes. The album is called Meanwhile. Thank you. 
Great track, music from part-time heroes, special guests, Ross and uh, In My Soul, Laura Vaughan on the vocals, and uh, before that, Shadowlands with uh, Leanne Carroll. Um, what was it like working with Leanne? Brilliant. One of the best sessions we've had. It was just, um, yeah, killer, writer, from the off. Uh, she, we just got on so well. I mean, we'd done a track with her before called Pretend Paradise that came out on Wawa. Uh, about a year and a half before that and uh, they both ended up in absolute drunken debauchery and we just got on so well and <laughs> she's just yeah she's just the most lovely person a phenomenal voice and phenomenal musician and it was all recorded in my bedroom in Southampton <laughs> it's brilliant man. so you've got brilliant. Alice Russell in Brighton you've got Leanne Carroll in Hastings yeah 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 some big singers there. yeah man it's all good yeah it's all good and um and you've I just noticed on the Japanese version of the album there's a track with Monday Michiru how was it working with her? It was wonderful. Um, I mean, it came about through um, through MySpace. Funnily enough, like I've been a fan of her for for a few years, and as soon as we set up our MySpace account, I just dropped her an email and said, "Look, if you ever need a remix, we'd love to get involved." I know, you know, we're we're a bit a little bit low key, etc. She just got straight back to me, and she was like, "Don't give me that low key. Your music's amazing. Like, just just a wonderful person." So, yeah, we d- we did the instrumental, sent it out to her in New York, and she she recorded the. Um, Recorded the vocal out there and uh, phoned me up while we were watching uh, the Euros in 2006. I was a bit pissed. <laughs> and uh, she phoned me up. I was stood in the street in Southampton in the middle of the day. And she was singing down the phone to me and, and playing her roads at home. And uh, yeah, it was a wonderful experience. Wonderful experience. Um, do you find that it's still um, MySpace or is it Facebook for the musicians um, and the communication, that kind of connection? Is it what's the best way? I, I mean? think re- I, mean, I, I, I still use MySpace really. I think I think Facebook's good. It's kind of, uh, but it, you know, it's really just like you just get so many emails from people telling you about their birthday parties and things like that. You get inundated all the time, <laughs> and so I, I don't really check mine as much, but. The good thing about MySpace is that you know 99% of the time you're dealing with the artists directly. They're the people that right. manage the sites. They're the people that respond to it. So 
you know, whereas you might normally have to go through management or labels or whatever, you know, you just, it's a one-to-one thing, you open that dialogue with people straight away, so... Yeah, I'd say MySpace definitely. Okay, let's <laughs> do some breakdowns on this yeah. um, on, on on the album. So the album's called Meanwhile. Yeah. Um, it's um, you found a record label in the UK, which is uh, Dom Savini's Wawa. Wawa Forty Five. Yeah. Dom to the rescue. Yeah, man. Good yeah, man. <laughs> He's a good man. He's a gooner as well. Um, and uh, he did a marathon last year. I know he did. Yeah. Properly. Yeah, he looked good last time I saw him. <laughs> Too good. Um, Went down to about four stone, I think. Yeah, no, very sharp, very <laughs> sharp. Um, so it's coming out. When's it out in the UK? It's out UK first of September. Are you going to bother changing and sending back all the CDs with the wrong um, spellings and track connections, or are you going to we'll just see go how it unfolds? I think we'll probably <laughs> stickers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Toby can do that. We've all done that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you might as well number them at the same time. And um, so that's coming out here. And uh, in Japan, Japan, it was out nineteenth uh, or twentieth of July. Okay, so it's fresh out. I fresh they're out. Gonna, they're yeah. going to love it there. Yeah, um, man. And now um, I did a session for you at Radio One back in the day. Um, it's obviously very expensive to to, to take out a live group mm, like you're mm. probably going to do but are you going to do it yeah i think so yeah i think so yeah we, we we've got a we've got a great bunch of musicians there all the people that have played on the album anyway so as far as getting the live sound as close to the album as possible uh-huh. it's really close um there's there's six players and 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 three vocalists that we use and uh we're all great mates we get on so well so yeah the live thing isn't really an issue you know everyone's willing to share driving and is there a show that we can look forward to yet? uh we'll just check out your we're MySpace. doing yeah probably check out the myspace we're doing i think uh, we're doing uh uh the bloom festival uh on the 9th of august where's that uh cheltenham oh yeah 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 and then our album launch is the 25th of september at cargo Great. And that's going to be full That's going to be yeah. a live show? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay, I'll yeah. be there yeah. for that. Yeah. It's my yeah. birthday weekend. Nice. Yeah, nice. I think I'll come Excellent. down to that. Yeah, good um, Okay, we're going to finish off. This has been brilliant. Thank you very much it's for coming down. It's been an absolute pleasure. I know Thank it's been um, not far. I just called you an hour ago. You were in the area. <laughs> <laughs> and you were. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, it's funny because we're going to play some Curtis now, which you've chosen. And it's a song that I was thinking about the other day. We're, it's funny. And you know, you know what else was funny today was that... Um, we were talking about Mundy Mitchell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And right below you on the floor, I did that Catalyst special last week. And there's a, I didn't actually play this record on Catalyst, but right, there's right. a record by Charlie Mariano called Reflections. And Charlie Mariano is Mundy Mitchell's old that, man. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> Very good. All good, all good. Thanks a lot, man. <laughs> Pleasure.